Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Babe. 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 I'm Laura. And I'm Ryan. And this is... Babe. Babe. We're back. And just like that, we're back in your lives. We went on a, on a babe hiatus, a babe hiatus. You can't make those words work together. We just like randomly abandoned our viewers for a week with no explanation. Well, Laura went to Hawaii. Yeah, I went to Hawaii. That's why we did it. Yeah. You went on a babecation. Well, I went on a babecation, but I don't know. We can also like schedule things in advance, but when we've tried to do that, it hasn't worked out <laughs> due to some talent Boy. being difficult to work work with (laughs) i have a full-time job (laughs) i worked on saturday for fuck's sake i know you did but your job is coming to an end yeah it ends literally on tuesday so then you'll have a lot of free time (laughs) to design and coordinate all the merch yeah which i'm really excited about me too yeah ryan is (laughs) doing his first foray into merch design I, I got like a I pretty think, major troll, but then I decided to take a step cake, back. By the way, it was delicious. Yeah, that's a really good pastry chef. So Ryan just said, "Why don't you send your merch designs to our to this merch person that I know and like your inspirations and ask her some questions in an email?" And so I did, and then no one responded to the email. And then Ryan came in while I was hosting a lovely <laughs> gathering for my friends with cake with cake, and said, "Here, I got you this high calorie piece of cake to tell you that your designs are." hideous and you suck and i was like okay and then it became it became really clear to me that ryan was not gonna budge on letting me have any creative say in the merch discussion well no and then, no, no. And then <laughs> i said you know what i'm not here to fight about this or i'm gonna pick my battles and this is one that i'll relinquish and you know what ryan if you want to handle every single element of the merch you go right ahead well, and not it's every your, element no, yeah it's in your hands now no well yeah you can figure out the e-commerce and building that on the website and fulfilling fulfilling the orders that'll be I an can't interesting do that. well that's like what you've decided to take on by well, eliminating to, me from have, the merch conversation we need to have two versions of which because basically like i wanted merch which dana does these drawings and i wanted uh, Dana offered to do a drawing for us and I want to do a drawing of Lindsay Lohan or Misha or Sky and then with Babe underneath it because that was a t-shirt that I think would have universal appeal like anyone could understand like a, a paint a drawing of Lindsay and the word Babe and understand what that meant what the, you didn't have to listen to the podcast and then Laura wants to do Grateful Dead like tie-dye concert merch vibe which is an, its own thing and it's great but I think it's more like niche that's all yeah and and because I'm fronting the money for it. I worry about it selling. Well, no. And then I thought to myself, since I have no money to contribute to this merch discussion, I should just let Ryan be the person. And then eventually one day, maybe he'll allow me to weigh in creatively. No, no. I just But want, I, I was like, I, I was excited I for your foray into <laughs> web design, e-commerce, <laughs> website building, the back end, fulfilling orders. That'll be really fun. Sh- shipping and handling. It'll be great for you. And no. I'm really looking forward to seeing you thrive. I can't do it. I can't I'm really 
really yeah. excited. So and it's going to be a new journey. My, my instinct about the whole turns. thing is that I think for the first one, just in case, just to make sure that there is actually an audience for the what for this, <laughs> um, we should do something that does have universal appeal and that isn't so niche. And and I think a drawing actually is kind of cool. I mean, I know that you don't like a drawing, but I think that um, the viewers would because it's really. I mean, I don't know. It's very pop. It's very pop and commercial friendly, and our drawings are really cool. Mm-hmm. So and it, and then you write babe underneath the picture of Lindsay and then people just get it they get what that means. Oh, so it is a drawing now. I think that for the first one, I think that could be really fun. Well, Ryan the merch master is taking the reins, well, and I can't wait to see what he does. Even live laugh babe, um, people who don't do the podcast won't understand what that means. So I'm just trying to create something that kind of can transcend the podcast. Yeah, you know. Well, good luck with that, and it's going to be really exciting. Well, we'll be doing it together. Uh, well, Ryan will be handling all of these details, and I'm excited. I'm just like, really looking forward to seeing what you do with this oh responsibility. With great power comes great responsibility, <laughs> Ryan O'Connell. Learning right. it firsthand. So, Lara went to Hawaii, and uh, she loved it. Yeah, Hawaii but is Can we talk everything. about the context of you in, in Hawaii? Because it's pretty hilarious. Like... In the sense that you cleared it up for me, but there's this family frond that you have. Yeah, there's a family friend who's like a good friend of my dad's named Mike. And he invited me to go to Hawaii with him and some of his employees and then like friends that he knows from Chandler, Oklahoma. My alarm bells go off because I'm just like, what is this? Is she like... It's a really hard thing to explain because when you say like, when people ask, who are you going to Hawaii with? And then you say my dad's friend, Mike. (laughs) Without without my dad. (laughs) Yeah, without my dad, who, which I did, I did invite my dad to go on this vacation and he uh, declined to go. So, <laughs> But then he regretted it. Yeah, and then he regretted it, which I told him he would. And guess what? When I know things, I know things. That's true. She and does. <laughs> so, yeah, I went to Hawaii. But I'm always of the mindset, if someone offers me a free vacation, I'm going to go. She'll go anywhere. I will literally go anywhere. She'll go anywhere. to, like, Camarillo. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, <laughs> down. Yeah. I'm, I'm into an adventure. I'm into seeing new things. And I'm really into Hawaii. And now I realized after being there that I need to move there. No. Yes. You actually mean that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's the most zen, chilled out fucking place. It's also expensive as food. It's really expensive. So that motivated me in a business sense to oh, really like be getting my shit together you because eventually do, I would you could like do to your have... job literally anywhere. If you were to do the podcasting thing full time. Yeah. I mean, it's it lit a fire under my ass and I was like, Hawaii is where I want to end up someday. Like this is me and this is yeah. my ultimate truth is being like just in Hawaii. I like that for you, actually. Yeah. I mean, I think it shouldn't happen for a, a while. We'll see when it happens. It happens you know but i think you should still be here (laughs) and do things it made me hate la which has never happened before when i was there i was like yeah you can't compare the two yeah but you kind of can i don't know (laughs) i was just like beaches they're similar but they're really not i don't know i think it's just made me hate how like dry la is like literally yeah because it's like hawaii is so humid it's like amazing for your skin amazing for your like internal glow you would love it you would have loved it way more than your like christmas vacation no shit yeah i was like this is where ryan should always go to like soothe out but i also like want to go to italy and france good (laughs) i want you to go everywhere your little heart desires (laughs) me too (laughs) me too well we'll see we'll see so do you had fun yeah, I had a blast. Good. I love that. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm all for you traveling, and I'm all for you moving to Hawaii, but I think mm-hmm. you should stay here for a little bit longer. Well, I'm not going anywhere, babe. I have like $3 in my checking account, so I don't think I'm moving to Hawaii anytime soon. And it was good with your dad's friend. Yeah, it was yeah. good. It's not creepy. When you explained it to me, I understood it. Yeah, it was like, it sounds really weird at first, but I'm like, look, this is like a friend that my dad has known for a long time, who's a nice guy who like doesn't have like family, so to speak, like kids yeah. or a partner. And I viewed it as like, he's taking like, these are the people that he thinks of as family. And then he takes them on a vacation and everyone has a fun time. I don't see anything that's wrong with that. I feel like from an outsider, it's like weird, but my whole life is fucking weird. So what am I going to do at this point? (laughs) (laughs) I totally get it. Yeah. And I'm like, if I can't go on a vacation with my dad, which is what I would really like to do. But would you really want to do that? Yeah, I absolutely would totally do that. But he's just would it be like one on one? Yeah, I've asked my dad to come visit me. He's never come visit me in the entire time I've lived in L.A. That's weird. Yeah. And like he wouldn't come on this vacation. And it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Do you and your dad get along one-on-one? Yeah. Okay, good. Good. Yeah, we get along one-on-one. Because, like, my mom and I, we get along one-on-one, but anything beyond that is drama. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the more people around her, she gets stressed out, and then we overheat, and then there's drama. Yeah. But, like, one-on-one, we're good. Yeah, one-on-one, we're good. And weirdly, everyone on this trip, like, knew my dad, like, really, like, pretty well. Butch! Yeah. and Butch of spirit lives on and Everyone calls him Doc, like, because he was a doctor. And that's, like, the context in which people know him. And so it felt like, weirdly, I was closer to my dad by going on this vacation, like, hearing people talk about him. Oh, good. Yeah. You guys should go on a trip together. Yeah, I would love that. You should make him do that. Well, he like, can you not do that? Is no, that something you just I don't can't think do? The secret about Butch is you can't make Butch do anything that Butch doesn't want to do. I mean, he doesn't leave Oklahoma, right? No. My, he only leaves if there's like a football game that's happening okay. like with OU. My dad and I go on vacations together mm-hmm. and my dad loves to drive. My dad loves driving. He just loves long drives. That's like his idea of a vacation is yeah. just driving. And it's fun. Like we went to, when I lived in New York, we went to, from New York to Provincetown, which is a beautiful drive. You drive mm-hmm. the six and go down the Cape. It's like stunning. And then my dad blasts like all his like lesbian little fair music. Like, thank you by Alanis Morissette. Love. He literally listens to the same five songs over and over again. They're like, Thank you by Alanis. There, if it makes you happy by Cheryl Crow. Perfect. Um, Phil Collins, take me home. Um, what, what else? Mm-hmm. Oh, Natalie Merchant. My dad loves a Natalie Merchant. Dear Love. Oh yeah, like that copy of Tiger. It sounds Release. fun. You guys are cut from the same cloth. We do. We both like, but like, but my dad also is getting older. So then, so like. I think between seasons and awkward, I went to um, Charleston in New Orleans with my dad. Mm-hmm. And you really realize that they're getting older because my dad needed to nap like 12 hours a day. Oh, yeah. Literally, like he needed, he was tired, honey. Like he could not keep up. But he also was eating like 4,000 calories a day and having acid reflux. Like literally my dad, my dad is like weird with food in the sense that he just overeats a lot. Mm-hmm. And he also has <laughs> his, his, Stomach lining is like held together by gum because he drinks like a 12 pack of Coke a day mm-hmm. and he has since he was 20 years old. So literally he just looks at food and he gets indigestion because his stomach is just wrecked. I mean, you know how they use like Coca-Cola to like clean engines and yeah. like clean bathtubs. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, that's my dad's. <laughs> that's what my dad puts in his body every day. Love that. So he would basically gorge on a lunch and then feel deathly ill, have to put himself down for five hours, and I'd have to like wander the streets of New Orleans by myself. <laughs> and then he'd come back up, be like, I am sick, but let's go to dinner. And then he'd gorge himself again at dinner and then get even sicker and need to be like passed out again. <laughs> so really, I guess it doesn't sound that fun, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is fun. Well, it's important to spend time with your family and your parents. And like take those when you can get them, have those chances. Yeah. And I think like to me, I think now the ultimate would be like a blend. Like like my dad and my stepmom and then like, you know, friends or Jonathan or mm-hmm. whatever, where it's like you can do half half. So like if they want to go to bed at like eight PM, which they will, you're not like just stranded. I mean, I just hung out with people from the internet the whole time I was there. Yeah. I like literally just tweeted and Instagram being like, Hey, I'm in the city and I just hung out with fans. Mm-hmm. Which Love was that. kind of fun. Yeah. They're all nice. No one killed me. It was like fine, you know. Yeah. I tried to kiss one of them in a car, and he moved his face. That was the one that moved his head. No, that was another one. Oh, there's been no. a lot. You could do you <laughs> could do a super cut of all the boys that have turned their head as I was going in for a kiss, which makes me lol. <laughs> but there was this one that I thought it was sort of like datey. I thought it was honestly like a vibe, and mm-hmm. then I was like, mm, and he was like, mm, and I was like, oh, gotta go. <laughs> And so I have a boyfriend, so I don't have to deal with that shit anymore. The re- just constant rejection. Yeah. Because, yeah, it was bad. And I looked really cute that summer when I was on that vacation. And was I this still like, got rejected. This was post, like, your crazy anorexic yeah. diet well, no, it journey. was during. Oh, okay. So I was so really So you were really thin. feeling it. I was. Oh, no, actually, no. It was post-anorexia, but I was still very thin. Yeah. And I was looking good. And I was just, like, feeling myself. And honestly, like, I got a lot of boys during that period. Mm-hmm. And so, but... But not that one. No. (laughs) Like, I remember there was this one guy that I really had a crush on Mm -hmm. who had a boyfriend in New York. And I told him. And remember, he like sent me that five page handwritten letter to our Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I'm sorry, I can't love you. And then he's like, anyways, I'm working on (laughs) it. was like so weird. Anyway, he came to But you love a high drama romance situation. I think I, you know, it's so You live for a high drama. Like, always have still do some. I think I like like people rejecting me. And that's Mm -hmm. why it's such a miracle that I ended up with Jonathan, someone that like likes me and treats me well, because I think I get off on being denied and like trying to win people over. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like trying to like get them to like me, yeah. you know, and uh, and so I'm really happy that I was able to like let go <laughs> of that. But like it was really funny because even when so this guy came to visit me in L.A. and I was like, um, if you didn't have, and I was like looking good, feeling myself, my book was coming out, you know, whatever. And I was like telling him, I was like, if you didn't have your boyfriend, would you st- want to hook up with me still, maybe? And I was with Jonathan, mm-hmm. and he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of loved it. Well, at least like there's honesty. And it closed the door. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It made me feel um, like, okay, like I, this is not for me. Well, you You know know what? It's like, I'd rather have someone tell me straight up that they're not into me or like, don't think of me in that way. Mm -hmm. than like string me along and like play around and pretend they're into me. Like, have you ever made a move on someone and they said, no, has that ever happened? Does it happen to girls? Um, I'm trying to think if I have, I've definitely, I mean, I've definitely like been rejected by guys. Like I've dated guys who have like blown me off or ghosted me, but I don't know. But I'm talking like rejection from square one, like from the jump. 
Mm, I don't uh, think so. I can't think hot, of anything. Hot else. girl ponders her past. <laughs> yeah, Local like, hot girl ponders. Off the top of my head, yeah. I can't think of anyone. It's a hard no me. from Lara. Yeah. yeah. But like, I'm sure, I don't know. I feel like I have like weird issues around guys anyways. So it's like, I think of every guy that I actually like and would want to go after, like would never like me. But that's not true. I know, but that's like my negative like, self you're like universally hot. Well, thank you. But you like kind of know that. Um, yeah, I mean, to some extent, but, <laughs> but like, do. but I also think there's, it's like being attractive is one thing. Like anyone can kind of like, not anyone, I guess, can no, be attractive, no, but like definitely not. being attractive is one thing, but then having desirability past just like your looks is another whole thing. But, but you have that too. And having a confidence about yourself as like a whole package. Yeah, you don't have that. And like a sense of self-worth is that's like, where, that's, that's where, where things start to like become a struggle. But you for do me. have all that. I know, but it's hard to access that. And especially in the context of like romantic relationships and anything that involves a lot of intimacy, I'm truly just like, no. Well, I was so afraid. The sad thing about me is that, you know, as I mentioned on every podcast, I didn't have sex for 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) It's that time again. Time, time. Talk about my (laughs) celibacy. And I, uh, I would never make a move on someone and then when i did and i got rejected it was sort of like i mean like to, for me to have the confidence or the courage to actually do that was so insane and for to be totally rebuffed was just like it made me just immediately like go back into my cave but now i guess having a boyfriend it's sort of like who cares like you're so protected from all of that but now i i do feel like um like if i was to put myself out there i feel like i like okay like if, if I, me and jonathan were to break up and i had to go date i mm-hmm. wouldn't feel insecure going on those dates i would yeah. feel good yeah. Well, that's like, easy to say, too, from, like, the safety of your, like, beautiful relationship. Right, but I, but I do generally feel better about myself than I did when I was, like, 27. Well, yeah, you know? but, like, there's still ups and downs with dating. Yeah. It would be so crazy. I, like, yeah. I think I would just be slutty or something. Yeah. Maybe. But that would be so lame. Well, I don't know. I mean, I hope that you don't have to go down that no. road because that would mean you and Jonathan are broken up. But no, like, we're not going to be broken up. But I also do think that it's easier, way easier said than done. Of course. The grass is always gayer. Yeah. But I don't know. It's like, I'm so like weirded out about dating and like mm-hmm. anything in that realm. And that's something I'm like really trying to work through right it's now. It's hard. Cause it's like when you get, when you get in your head about it, it gets bigger and bigger mm-hmm. when the reality is like, it's not a big deal. And like anyone would be so lucky to go on a date with you. Like literally like any guy would be like, Whoa, I have this hot girl who's a lawler and like so down to earth and like chill and like whatever. Like literally a guy would be like, what? Like, yeah, that's not to say that he wouldn't turn into a dick three weeks later. Mm-hmm. They usually do, but like the first date, I think you have nothing to worry about. Yeah, you know, I think what's hard. Well, what's hard is like, and what I'm like kind of going through right now is like everything. Like, so I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but like I had gone through a sexual assault in mm. high school, and I was raped by someone who I thought was my friend, and still thought was a friend years 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 later and it was something that i didn't even realize was rape until like 10 years after the fact like fully didn't understand and comprehend like what that was because i was like 
blacked out at the time and mm. like so fucked up that I didn't remember it happening. I just mm. remembered like the aftermath and it was a friend that I never would have consensually had sex with. But like in that state of mind, it happened. And then he spent it in such a way that well, immediately. Yeah. So like immediately after we had sex, he, I went home and he went to a party and told everyone there that I, that I had like come on to him and seduced him and like made him have sex with me. Mm-hmm. And then everyone at that party like called my phone and I woke up the next day to like 20 voicemails from guys being like, you're a fucking whore, like blah, 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 blah. And so for the longest time, my narrative about myself was like, you're uh, like, I'm such a slut. Like this was my fault. Like if I had not been so fucked up, I never would have done this. And like, I really turned it in a way that was just like, oh, this was a mistake and it was my fault that it happened. And like, then I tried to laugh it off for a long time as part of this like funny downward spiral that I had leading up to like fully going crazy um, and like getting, having a lot of problems with drugs and alcohol and getting kicked out of school and going to a therapeutic boarding school. And it was like, it's just part of my journey. And then I slowly started to like put together no, that's not what happened. And actually, like, I was raped by this guy. And then it was like... Have you ever, like, emailed him? No, I haven't because it's been such a long process of kind of, like... It's like once I realized that, then that changed a lot of the context through which I viewed, like, any dating like dating and past sexual activity. Because I think, for me, a lot of the time, I started to, like, equate, like... I had like kind of unsafe sex practices with a lot of people in like my twenties and especially through college where it was like, I would find myself sleeping with people while I was like, if I was like blacked out or I'd gone out for like, or partied or something like that. And then would end up kind of repeating this same pattern Mm -hmm. over and over. And so it's like looking, it just changes your perspective on everything. Cause I look back and I'm like, okay, this set like a dangerous sexual precedent precedence for me which like at the time i since i didn't like fully understand and wasn't able to like name what happened and i like repeated that in certain ways over and over because it was like that's just like part of who i am and like mm-hmm. how i have sex with people yeah but then i had to do like rationalize yeah it, and like that and led to it. other like really risky situations that are probably very reminiscent of some sort of like where i was not like fully able to like give consent in like an enthusiastic way you know what i mean where do you like where do you group that whole like that you know like the pegging like that guy like where do you like lump that into the whole journey that is like kind of different because so i think for a while i've really the way that i date is like i kind of let guys that are interested or people that are interested like come to me and then i like give them a shot rather than like really going after someone or really trying to say like oh my god i like this person so much unless he says he knows john mayer in which case you're well that was a bad that was a (laughs) that was a one of those blackout times so (laughs) that's what i'm talking about the dangerous (laughs) behavior that comes with like maybe drinking too much which is a huge reason why i have like pulled back on on drinking a lot and so the guy that i was having sex with and pegging for a while that was actually like really fun because that wasn't happening it was like it was like enthusiastic consent on both of our parts or it was Mm -hmm. like we want to try like i was really 
curious about that kind of stuff. And then he was obviously really into it. So it became, it was really fun and like gratifying sex. But like the relationship element of that was like, I sought out someone that was like very, I think had a lot of problems. And then also was like, I could replicate this relationship that I have with my dad and like abandonment issues and whatever, like this person was very much like that. And so that was kind of the first, after that, like relationship happened, I kind of was opened my eyes to things and I was like, Whoa, Holy shit. Like I just like this thing is like kind of crazy and really loaded for me. And I need to like, look, take a look at like, what all of this means. Yeah, what the motivations are. It was kind of like, come. so that was like at the end of 2015, which sparked like, I think a period of, that's been just like a deep period of introspection and been like, what, like, what do I want out of a relationship? Like, what is important to me in a relationship? Like, mm-hmm. how do I resolve like past sexual traumas and like move through them and like release a lot of them in order to be able to like have the kind of relationship that I want. But it's like, still an ongoing process and still something that I'm like working through and building up confidence to be like, I like where I don't tell myself like, Oh, you should just settle for this person or settle to date this person because you're lucky that someone even likes you in the first place and like wants to love you like that. Like where I'm trying to get to a place where I can tell myself like you have everything it takes to like seek out someone that you really like or are interested in and like go for it and like put yourself out there in a really Mm -hmm. like proactive way. I like that you're able to like tease apart. Like obviously this guy was not the one and not really great for you, but the sexual experiences themselves were positive, which is like, yeah. So that's like the bonus of it. It's like, they're two very separate things. They are. And they're, I mean, they all, they are in there. Yeah. Yeah. They all feed into each other. They're all part of like the package, but I like that you're not walking away from the sex itself and being like, that was weird. Cause I think no, like, I don't think that that was weird at all. I was like into that. I've had, I had sex since then that I was like, that was weird. But like this right. person, I was like, that was great. I fucking loved that period of time. I love sex. But I mean, that's kind of like what it's funny. It's like, I mean, every experience I have with Jonathan is sex positive considering we're like in a relationship and whatever. <laughs> But it's like, like when I went through my rabbit hole of happy ending massages and stuff, that was really dark and like a lot of self harming, blah, blah, blah. But I, I knew there was this one guy that I went to a few times who was like this porn star and, uh, he gives like massage and it was like a, it was a really wild, nice experience. Mm-hmm. He was normal. He like his, his guest house was beautiful. Like it was like, like very chic. Like he was a lawler. He was very sexy. And most importantly, I think is that he was attracted to me. Mm -hmm. And I think that is like very important because when you're going to get validation, uh, from a man, (laughs) I would advise you not to pay for it because it's not going to feel great. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this was a situation which it was paid, but Honey, you go down the rabbit hole as far as I went, you know when a person's into it and when they're not, when they're yeah. putting it in. And this guy was actually really into it. And it felt like two adults just having like a very healthy kind of sexual experience. And then also being able to do it within the confines of my relationship was really cool too. Yeah. Um, I look back at the happy ending stuff as like 90% negative, but like there were some experiences that were actually positive. And mm-hmm. I think you can't like lump it all together. You know what I mean? No, you have to be able to like separate certain things and figure out what you like and what you don't like and i don't know it's just like a long it's a long process and a long journey especially just for me and like i don't know i feel like a lot of what i did post 
college was that I just surrounded myself with gay men and they became like my most intimate relationships because it's like I can hang out with these men that like that are lollers like me that like the same stuff I like and we can talk forever and have like an intimate relationship without any sort of threatening or weird sexual energy whatsoever you know so it's Mm -hmm. like totally safe but now I'm getting to a point where I'm like okay well most of my friends are in like serious relationships Mm mm-hmm and I'm not. And like, mm-hmm. I also am, I'm just like, that's something I would like to have in my life. It's not something that I need in order to feel complete, but it's like, I want to have like a partner. And so how to like, the only way I can do that is to like figure out all this like past sexual, sexual but, stuff. And like, by the way, like you're never going to completely figure it out. Like when I met Jonathan, I had done a lot of work on myself, but I was not fully cooked by any means. And I had to confront a lot of my own stuff just by being with Jonathan. And I did thank God. But like, you know, you're, there's never going to be a period where you're going to like wake up and be like, okay, I'm ready for a relationship. Like it doesn't really work that way. Like you're always going to be working on yourself and you've worked on yourself a lot, but like, you know, you can still do that. And still, you know what I mean? Like you're never going to wake up one day and just be like, I'm done, you know, like yeah but it's a slow process for me and yeah so it's like i just have to take my time and i'm doing it yeah yeah but i'm just saying like um yeah like it will but you know things for you need to happen organically was what i realized yeah i hate being pressured i hate like and i was talking to my therapist about this and i was just like a sign inside choices yeah and i was like it? it was good good and i was just like a sign that i like really need to like keep working on this was like any time that I'm out with friends or especially you like start to talk about like oh maybe you should go on a date or like maybe there'll be guys here for you it makes me so furious because I'm just like I fucking hate that you're like trying to say this to me Uh I hate any sort of pressure of being like oh maybe you'll meet someone it's like sound Uh it feels so condescending and so like it's irritating and so and i know that none of my friends mean it like that but uh, coming from people who are like in relationships to say that to a single person it's just like and i'm sure a lot of our a lot of the viewers who are single can relate Uh but it's just like shut the fuck up i don't want you to like shine a light on my lack of relationship and also i don't appreciate any sort of pressure to be like trying to get out there and like how do you feel when i texted you about that guy I mean, it was fine, but it's also... I, I felt scared to even mention it to you, because, like, cause like, Hunter was like... And I'm like, honey, that's a landmine. I'm like, that the bomb might go off. <laughs> I was like, I might not even... Like, and it's like, that's when I was like, okay, like, when when I'm approached with, like, you should date this guy, and I'm, like, scared to even tell you that there's a guy that, like, would go on a date with you. Like, that's the thing. Like, I, I, I'm like, okay, well, she probably will react somewhat positive because it's organic, and it's, like, a friend of a friend. But, like, you know, I mean... I should be able to say, like, there's a guy. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I've always been open to that. Okay. Okay. Good. But then sometimes you've offered up guys who have been really awful. Ooh. Well, that's not my fault. Well, it kind of is. <laughs> no, it's me trying. <laughs> I'm trying. I mean, look, most straight white men suck. Mm-hmm. 
You know? I know they're awful. They're awful. Like, yeah. And even the ones that are pretty good are pretty bad. Yeah. So <laughs> even the one it's like, it's crazy because and I don't truly... see that side though. Cause like, like it's, I'm gay. So I get a different version. I know. And you don't yeah, hang out. Don't, you don't ha- with... have any concept of what it's like dating in the straight world as yeah. and as a woman. And no it's idea. just like a whole different Cause, cause straight guys change. They do. They modify their behavior. Like I, like the version I'm getting is a different one than you're getting. Yeah. These guys have their tricks and they have their games and the whatever, whatever. I don't see any of that. I'm their fucking friend. Mm-hmm. So like there's a whole side of them that I'm just not seeing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's interesting. It's like I have yet, I have yet to really meet and I get, and everyone has their flaws. Like I'm not saying that anyone's perfect, but like for me, I'm feel like every straight guy, even ones that seem cool and great at first, like eventually reveal some sort of horrible thing about themselves or like say something awful or like they're just like so fucking ignorant that I'm like, I fucking hate you. Like, but wasn't I, it interesting when like we had dinner with our friend Carly and she was like, oh, I know like lots of straight guys and I like love them. She was like pro straight men. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, is she getting a different sample than we're getting like i'm like it made me it was really interesting because like she genuinely met it she was like oh, i actually like love them i have great relationships with them da, da, da. and i'm like oh like where are they? okay like is she seeing a different but maybe she has a really good relationship with her dad and yeah. her parents and that changes everything <laughs> yeah. well what's interesting about her is i feel like in relationships like it's almost like she is always the one in power and like if anything the men are like humiliated like like or like like you know, she's, I don't know. Like, I feel like she's wearing the pants a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Like, she's just very, like, empowered sexually. I mean, that's her whole brand. Yeah. So that's it's her like, whole fucking brand. Yeah. So I think when coming from, like, her perspective, it's very easy to feel like that about straight guys because you, she probably doesn't genuinely view them as, like, a threat to her. Right. Whereas I am, like, Code Red. Yeah. Yeah. And like, get the fuck away from me. Like, I'll shoot you. Like, fire a warning shot. <laughs> like, load up the shot. I'm like, I'm literally looking for any reason to like murder you right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so it's all, it's a weird, so like, it's, it's a weird it's a hellish place to live in. And the journey right now is being like, how do I like address this and fi- work on like fixing this and healing from past trauma and like learning from it and also reconcile the fact that like, it's like I'm not a lesbian, you know what I mean? Like I can't turn off my attraction to straight. And you finally admit like that you're not men. lesbian. Jeez, let's call the press. Well, I'm bi curious. <laughs> you're like you're a failed bisexual. You are a total failed bisexual. You're a I trisexual. Tried. I am a trisexual. You're trying, but it's I'm not trying, working. but it's no so far not great. No. Yeah, but so I don't know. We'll fucking see. <laughs> Well, should we pivot to celebrities? <laughs> yeah, what? before it's too late. Well, we want to talk about Lord, Lord, and Jack Antonoff, who I actually think Jack Antonoff has always been a tool. Tbh, I've never like, been into a, him. He seems like a fuck boy. He seems like a fuck boy who like is like. First of all, whenever a straight guy is leaning into their wokeness like too much, I always get suspicious. Mm-hmm. I'm like, honey, what is this like performative wokeness going on? Like, what is this? Yeah. Like, I'm always like, mm, there's something going on. Anyone that I've known, any guy that's been like, I'm super woke and like, he's has like, I'm a, an ally is like a actually a joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, actually you're offensive and you've said like 50 things that I could red flag and like take you back to school for so you know lena and him broke up and uh there were rumors that he and lord were 
dating because mm-hmm. he produced melodrama and then lord did this instagram post i think like months ago for his birthday that seemed that we read and it was like it are was you joking like this isn't he and lena were still together yeah it was this, crazy if this I was, was lena, actually i would have been murderous. this was like the babe of maybe the century yeah. this post and i'm trying oh, you, to find it did you find it wait what did it look like i don't know it was like months back but like they, it deserves a reading because it's yeah. a true babe. They d- so Jack Antonoff took to like Twitter or something and denied that they were dating, but I like, don't buy it. And I just think he's a fuckboy. I really do. And I think his music is not good. Okay, so we got to go back a little while to catch this one, <laughs> but it's gonna be worth it. This is a babe in it's retros- also It's also this is a, a very babe in retrospect. It's a collage of photos of them, and they're very like they're very romant- romantical. The photos. Also, I got new glasses today, and um, Laura said that they make my eyes look closer together. <laughs> <laughs> it's your problem, not mine. I think they look good. Yeah. You don't like them. I like them fine. The, um, I'm all for you trying something new and expressing yourself via you. fashion. Thank you. Um, okay, so I found the post. Okay. Which and is, it's they're they're photos. It's a collage of her and Jack. Yeah. Well, there's like a series of photos. She posted like nine pictures. And they of look them. flirty. Like they're like she's like she isn't she like kneeling on him and like isn't she like there's one with like her foot on his foot and it's just like photos <sighs> of them together. Like I'm putting it's a myself psychotic. if I was dating a guy and then a woman that he was working with posted this message for their birthday of and she was referring to my boyfriend of like four or five years i would truly out of a meltdown i'd pull my hair out and go screaming down the street until someone 51 right. so lord posted the following message happy birthday to one of the best so happy to know you and annoy you daily and so thankful to be in a long creative conversation with you about what it means to be alive oh my god what it means to be alive chill out chill ours is a relationship that will be special and vital for a long time i'm thinking so many memories all over the world in studios and restaurants and at concerts laughing and crying me (laughs) drinking all of the juices and occasionally (laughs) disgusting you by walking Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN barefoot through brooklyn you make a killer soft boiled egg and you're so fucking patient and i love all of your weird outfits slash haircut slash beard phases i have some very uh. grim photos but only posted the cute ones except for the face swap which is literally the worst thing i've ever seen you're the top and so proud that today you have released your first song from an excellent album ja and eyo forever and always I mean, J-A-E-E-Y-O, together, forever, and always. Are you joking? I would have That is murderous. No, that is insane. Also, I love... Okay, so, like, Lord belongs to this sort of, like, group of, like, women. I mean, it's a small group. I can only think of her and Tavi, who are, like, these 20-year-old intellectuals. You know what I mean? And it's the funny... I mean, they're all very smart. I mean, obviously. But the reality is that they're still 20 years old. So it's like when you read that, that is just a 20-year-old who is lit. Who is just like high on life and love and is dramatic. 
I love this conversation we're having about what it means to be alive. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, it's a true babe. She's like truly a babe. And then Tavi also did the same thing. Like last summer, she like had her first heartbreak and then she wrote this thing called the Infinity Diaries. Did you ever see this? Mm-mm. <laughs> I live for Tavi. I no, think I she love like Tommy. babes in like a really oh, good way. She babes with the 300 Ashland. We mm-hmm. talked about this, right? How she, how she advertises where she lives. Oh, yeah. On Like she's literally like, here I am putting a, a suitcase, like a bookcase together, like hashtag 300 Ashland, where I live, hashtag partner, hashtag whatever. And I, I, I had dinner with my friend in New York who's like, she doesn't fucking live there. She lives in the West Village. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. I love that she literally has lied about where she lives. And like, she has this weird branded content of like her apartment. Cause also, cause I told my friend, I was I like, I love also that it's a fake apartment. It's a fake apartment. She does not live there. So it's like, weirdly it must be like i want to know everything I'm ready to get like that kind of deal where people are like pretend that you live at this place and just like do all the content well, to because make- by the way of course she doesn't fucking live there that's a liability well yeah to like that is a liability to be like i live at 300 ashland come live in my building it's like fucking weird yeah like no of course she doesn't fucking live there i love it but like I'm a 300 Ashland truther, and like I want to know who's gonna the like. Conspi- Ryan has been on this conspiracy theory that but only no, but he it's not cares a conspiracy about. theory. Like it's proven. Like my friend knows that she lives in the West Village. Yeah, and like I want to, I want people to come out and speak the truth <laughs> about where Tavi lives. And also, by the way, it's such. I a I like thing- that you're blowing up her spot. Like you're being like, no, she she. It's such a liability to tell you where she lives. She lives in the West Village. Like- but no, but like I'm not telling you where she lives in the West Village. She just lives in the West Village. That's yeah. fine. But like, it's also a thing that is so easily disproven. Like, like you can literally just paparazzi her leaving her fucking apartment in the West Village and be like, oh, that's at Toby not leaving 300 Ashland. Mm-hmm. But maybe also, 300 maybe no Ashland one- is like her creative crash pad. I don't know. It's fucking insane. It's pretty crazy. It's really insane. And like, but I, I like it. I, I I'm want, like, get the money. You know? No, I I know. But like, Tavi, like, you're too chic for that, right? But anyway, so Tavi wrote the Infinity Diaries, which is all about her breakup with Ezra from Vampire Weekend, and she doesn't list his name, but we know it's true. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the know, and uh, and it's just like. It's she's very smart, so everything is kind of wrapped up in this like intellectual bow. They're like quotes from like, you know, God knows who, Virginia Woolf or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. But it's still like she's still like nineteen years old. Her heart is still like a nineteen year old. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And it's just so revealing, and I kind of love it because I love a nineteen year old heart. Yeah, I love someone who's just gotten their heart broken for the first time because they're just truly fucking psychotic. Oh yeah, and you can I love, dress like, it up, a heartbreak honey. Heartbreak obsession. Oh, me too. But you can dress it up and sound smart and whatever. But the reality is, is that you're 19 years old. Your heart has been shattered for the first time, and you're fucking going ballistic. And I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I just like I just like that idea that you can be so bright, but emotions are emotions and if you've only been alive for 19 years you're not gonna be smart emotionally yeah do you know what i mean um so anyway lord is lit he she and jack are definitely up to something or were up to something maybe yeah. not now but that was like but i didn't even realize that until you guys instagram, told me about it that instagram is well he's dating lena is not cool that's pretty crazy team lena <laughs> What else is new? What else is new? Ryan's been Team Lena since day one. I want quotes from people confirming they're they're a babe. They say, I know I'm a babe. Yeah. I want people to know that they're a babe Mm -hmm. or that they're like babing out. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like I don't know how most people handle it. I don't know. I feel like to be a babe, 
to be a true babe, you can't really know that you're babing out. Maybe. In the moment, in you the can't. Moment, but you then cannot. in retrospect, you're like, wow, I was such a babe. Yeah, definitely like babe awareness. Mm-hmm. But definitely not in the moment because you can't truly babe out while knowing that you're babing out. Yeah. Um, it's almost like when a movie tries to like be campy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, no, no. The reason why showgirls worked is that they thought they were making a brilliant movie. And that's why it's so funny. Well, earnestness is always better. Yeah. When you're actually like really trying. You can't be a premeditated babe. No. It's like, it doesn't work. <laughs> Anyways. What? I don't know. Let's talk about something else. Oh. You unfollowed Lindsay, L- Lindsay Lohan recently. Yeah, I did, Why? Because I, I feel like it's too dark. She was promoting her like makeup line or something. And doing her weird kissy faces and talking in a weird accent in, in Dubai. And I was like, I've had enough. I feel like every time I see her videos, her live videos, they dark me out and make me feel so bad for her. And she's so bone chilling. And I'm just like, I can't watch this anymore. It like, actually makes me feel like shit. You're like complicit. But in also, her. Like, it makes me feel like, also psychologically, I know this makes no sense. It's that like by participating in her babeness, I worry that like her babeness will rub off on me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I'll, like, become a babe by proxy. You're, like, worried about catching... Her babe. Yeah. The like, babe virus. <laughs> babe Tajin. Or no. Bades. Babes. <laughs> you're worried about you were, catching... By the way, you're so like that. There's been, there's been friends I've had who are weird, and you can't hang out with them because you, like, like, I, you, we've talked about this, like, you're worried that their craziness is, like, infectious, and, like, by being around them, it's gonna, like, infect you. By getting, that I'm gonna get babe aids. Yeah. You're gonna get babes. <laughs> babe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge worry of mine. And I can say that because my grandfather died of AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> He did. Well, I know he... I'm like, no, he didn't. (laughs) Stop lying. Um, Yeah, there are definitely people... I I really... I get triggered by people that are crazy. Some people that are crazy, I really enjoy their craziness. Yeah, it's weird, actually. But certain people... There are certain types of crazy that I love and gravitate, gravitate towards specific types of babe... But there are certain kinds of babe that I cannot fuck with. I can't be around. I can't like have it in my realm. It unsoothes me and makes me feel uncomfortable. And it is like I am afraid I'm going to get babe aids. There was I was at Kyle's last night and there was um there was a guy there that's uh, casting his pilot and he was going to see Shannon Sossaman mm-hmm. and I was like yes uh, did I you show like, her Instagram no. I was like honey you need to like buyer beware. I was like, buyer beware. But what do you even know about her? You've never even given her Shannon Instagram a chance. Her videos are fucking psychotic. Her, Shannon Sossman is a true great follow on Instagram. She's one of the gems that I've discovered on social media in the last... Like, I would say she's one of my top five follows in the last, like, So you still follow years. her? Uh, of course. Does she update all the time? No. She's very sparingly updates, but she loves to perform, like, scenes. She loves <laughs> to, like, do a scene or, like, dress she's up. She's like, no one will hire me. I'll just do it. Shannon is doing Shannon. 24 yeah. 7 and i'm fully here for her babing out on instagram and i think it's like performance art like i'm a fan and i'm not appreciative of you trying to naysay always you're trying out. to sabotage shannon before she even gets another chance to thrive i know meanwhile i'm, 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 I'm here, actually i'm actually like removing jobs for shannon yeah you're actually like actively like shannon if you're listening <laughs> i'm willing to help sue ryan with you for costing Ooh. you this opportunity no, he was into it he was like he was like oh, oh my god this makes me want to see her more yeah okay good so <laughs> Shan- follow shannon sossaman like now 
She's a must. She's a babe. She's a true babe and has been consistently babe for years. Yeah. And shows oh, no sign. Oh, my signs. God. You know what we need to talk about? What? I forgot about this. A true babe moment. Sarah Jessica Parker and the Me, the me Too. Oh. <laughs> we need to talk about that. It was Yeah, insane. she had a babe. She had a babe Well, moment. she is a babe. She's a total babe. Mm-hmm. SJP. Right? She is. I feel like scared to talk shit on Sarah Jessica Parker. Why? Oh yeah, you think like I just we'll, am we'll scared. I feel like I don't want to <laughs> well, come for her. But babe, it's this... a complicated relationship because it's like she truly is a hero of mine. She's iconic. She's iconic. Like if it weren't for her, like I owe so much of my life to her. Yeah, just figuratively same. speaking. Same. But at the same time, like she's a, being a babe. Yeah. Yeah, She's being a total babe. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what she did. Well, do you have the quote pulled up? No, but I'll just give you like a blurry watercolor of what happened. Oh. Basically, Sarah Jessica Parker said that the Me Too movement, movement has inspired her to speak out about the truth about Sex and the City 3. And no one got assaulted. There's no assault here. Just women speaking candidly about their experiences has inspired Sarah to be honest about her own journey. Which, again, doesn't involve sexual assault. It involves a movie called Sex and the City 3. And it's crazy. It's just, like, classic whacktress logic to, like, take something and then make it about you. Even though there's truly no connection. She had to really work hard to make that bridge. And it still is a shaky bridge that I wouldn't walk on. Yeah. It's a scary, rickety bridge that everyone will fall through. Also, she didn't even reveal, like, what happened with Sex and the City 3. It was weird. Oh, Yeah. I think this would be better if we had, like, actually the quote. Also, Kim Cattrall's a babe. Remember that video of her scatting? Yeah. I think we <laughs> talked about that. No, we didn't. Oh. I don't think we've ever talked about <gasps> Wait. Have have you also seen the video where she was, like, shopping Save My Life? Yeah. That is incredible. Kim Cattrall is a true babe. And, She's like, babe. I'm reaching a point in my life where I don't know if I'll ever be able to forgive her. What do you mean? Oh, for Sex and City 3? Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, will I ever forgive I have, her? I have intel that it was a really amazing script and it would have been an amazing trilogy. We deserved that movie. We did. The viewers after deserved, after the- everything we've been through, our one like small ray of light and hope in this dark, cruel world was Sex it. in the City 3 and fucking Kim Cattrall ruined it and she needs to own it. And then she needs to do the fucking movie. I know. And they need to figure it out. SJP said... It's recently as like last week that maybe it could still happen. That Are she you hasn't serious? she hasn't fully given up hope. I'll talk to my source. That that gives I have, me I have hope. a pretty goddamn good source on they this. They need to do this movie. Like it's we need fucking justice for Sex in the City three, and I'm not gonna stop until they go into fucking production on this movie. It is unfair that they were doing it and then took it away from us and the world deserves this you and should, I don't care. You should find out where Kim lives and pick it outside her house. They I'm ready. Does she live in New York? We're going to New York. I'll stage a I'll stage a demonstration. <laughs> i need sex in the city three that would be literally amazing actually if she lives in new york for you to go outside her door and just start picketing yeah you're like justice for sex in the city three we need justice like these ladies it can't end on sex in the city two no these ladies need to put their differences aside and everyone needs to like release their ego and like go to a group therapy and then do fucking sex in the city (laughs) three it's true do it for literally they need to like come from a place of selflessness and just like commit that they're going to give the world sex in the city three because the fans deserve it i know 
who's told- with me i need i'm starting now a hashtag movement called justice for satc satc3 i told you the time that i saw sex and city 2 in the theaters it was like a really really hot summer night in new york the ac in the theater oh broken. yeah yeah i was on vicodin mm-hmm. and then two hours into it the movie just died and then we had to start it all over again <laughs> so you watched it twice no what everyone left there oh, were, and then i told you that people pushed over trash cans in the theater yeah they were like depra- like really upset i could not believe my eyes while i was watching sex in the city too <laughs> it is it's like an art film it's like <laughs> it's a criterion collection like no it is truly maybe one of the worst movies ever made <laughs> like truly is awful to the point of like showgirls it is level but then that it transcends and it becomes iconic because it's so offensive so bad it everything about it is awful but it's incredible also, you think it was bad like in when it was released in like 2012 like if it was released today there would have been like much more of a backlash. It, it is was, the most problematic movie of it all is time. Really problematic. Yeah, it's, it's like up. racist, homophobic, yeah, it's, like xenophobic. It's like it hits every single yeah, mark. It's, fu- it's but like, it's incredible. It's like funny phobic. <laughs> yeah, it's very afraid of jokes. But then it in itself, in all that, becomes a joke and a parody of itself. Yes. It's truly transcendent. And I need more. Like I this I don't care. And it's not like I think Sex in the City is going to be great. If it's great, that's awesome. Love. If it's well, the, terrible, the movies were not even the first one wasn't that great. No, but that's the thing is like you just need it. Like I I can't explain to you how I much know. I need Sex in the City three to happen. I just would you need watch it. it without Samantha? Because I feel like that would yes. be hard. I, I feel I, like I, they I should. Know. I feel like they could like CGI. Rip, they should CGI Samantha, or they could have. Honestly, she could just do her one liners from previous episodes. Yeah, or stand. they could like they could kill Samantha and then have Lady Gaga play a younger version of Samantha where they like explore her like past oh, that's a good idea. lives. Yeah. yeah There's a way to do, I'm saying whatever way you need, whatever you guys need to do to make this fucking movie, just right. do it. The fans demand it. And I'm <laughs> quite frankly, really shocked that there wasn't more outrage. There and was, I think- but people felt people were so trolled by SATC two that I feel like people were like, Oh, maybe. And also I think people assumed maybe that Kim didn't want to do it because the script was bad or something. I don't know. I feel like they're kind of like, Oh, Kim saved us from a bad movie. Well, something. I really want to hear true. from my fellow people that are like trolled and outraged and sad and like had to deal with the trauma of getting this carrot dangled in front of our faces and then having it cruelly ripped away. That is, it was not fair it was another trauma it was like my class pass in 2016 (laughs) sex in the city 3 was my great trauma of 2017 totally i understand and i'm mad and like i i want to be like loving and generous towards all involved but i'm really pissed at kim cattrall mostly and then sarah jessica parker secondly i mean i just feel like sjp and kim have always had problems they've always had beef they've always had issues you know what? Lean into it and be honest and work it out. It's 2018. Just do Sex in the City 3. Come also, on. Kim, what else are you doing besides doing scatting with your husband? I mean, I think that she's probably like doing a play. Does or she something. work? I don't think she needs to work. No, she definitely doesn't need to work. I mean, who knows and who cares? As long as she, if she's not doing Sex in the City 3, I don't give a shit about what she's doing. <laughs> I'm like, do Sex and the City 3 and make me care about you again, and then we'll check in and see what you do next, and we I'll care. We should in front of her house in New York. I'm ready, 100%. Should we... Okay, 
any New York viewers, if you want to stage a protest against Sex in the City 3 in New York while Ryan and I are there, please tweet hashtag justice for SATC3 at us and we'll consider. <laughs> well, no, we'll like, we'll do it in front of Magnolia Bakery. We'll consider it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it in front of Magnolia mm-hmm. and then in front of her stoop on Perry. Maybe Ryan can use his newfound like merch talents <laughs> to like make some certified merch for our March on SATC3. No. no, I'm excited. No, you're gonna be like the Jeff Bezos of the merch world. <laughs> Amazon started with just a simple idea and then became a worldwide power. And I'm excited for Ryan's entrepreneurial spirit to take hold. Ugh, whatever. Okay, let's move on to the viewer questions. Okay, yeah, we have a lot of reader we questions. Do? Well, yeah, I mean, we always do. I don't see it. Well, you, Ryan, does not get the any of the reader emails on his phone. Or even check it on his computer. So he's very disconnected. Even though I've given him full access, passwords, and everything. <laughs> he's very content to just not be in tune with the listener. Well, I like being surprised, honestly. And then he's he's not only is he content to not be in tune with the listeners, but he's very confident to then project what the listeners want merch-wise onto them. Okay. That's without right. having consumer knowledge, let's which read. I think is interesting, but I think it might just speak to his talents as let's, a designer. Let's read what the viewers have to say. Um. Okay. Cole says, babe, I love this podcast, but like, I need you to release episodes on the same day every week. I'm going through a truly not chic time in my life right now and consistency helps fill the void. Okay. Thanks. Love you guys. Okay. Yes. Visiting LA in a few months. I've never been any suggestions for things to do. Um, La Brea Tar Pits. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, go to the Grove. No. I mean, yeah, of course. Go to the the Pasadena. Americana, go to the Pasadena Gardens, the Huntington Gardens yeah. in Pasadena. It's like mm-hmm. a beautiful journey. Uh, LACMA. Go to LACMA. Also, just like know people who, know, who live here. Because honestly, if you go here and you don't know anyone, good luck with your fucking project. I want to know like where you're staying, Cole. And like, yeah. Yeah. But where should he eat? You are like a foodie. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, it's too broad. If they want like cheap, yummy Italian, Frito Misto in Santa Monica is my favorite restaurant ever. And then Moza, if you're like going to be like bougie and balling out. Okay, good luck, Cole. We'll work on releasing on a. <laughs> we should do like an regularly. LA guide. We should a, do a an babe LA guide. LA guide. Yeah. Wait, like we should do a babe LA guide where it's like all the the tragic hotspots. Well, yeah, like I a, mean that would just be a Vanderpump Rules guide, like LA. Aroma Cafe. Yeah, like anywhere they go on Vanderpump, or like the church, the guild, or whatever the fuck. The church key and the guild. Yeah, Yeah. that's all in my like Vanderpump Rules tour guide. Yeah, you should do that. I know. I'm thought. I've thought about it. Okay, Aaron writes us, babe or babe. Where is the line drawn on being vegan slash vegetarian? I started my vegetarian journey almost a year ago and I'm feeling truly babe about it. I eat more fruits and veggies, spend less money on groceries, and feel like I'm doing my small part to save the environment that our Lucifer in chief is intent on destroying. Mm -hmm. That said, I find anybody with dietary restrictions who constantly talks about their diet to be super annoying. The biggest offenders are gluten-free by choice babes. This is not shade at you, Lara. You've mentioned your intent to cut out bread once and I'm here for your journey. Oh, Thank you. 
you, Aaron. I'm a self-proclaimed hashtag quiet vegetarian, and I need to know if my favorite babes think I should stick with the Impossible Burger or switch back to the Kobe Burger from once I came. XOXO, reader of the podcast. Well, I mean, obviously, if they think being a vegetarian is great, then they should continue doing that. And if they're quiet about it, then that's great. Yeah. I don't know what what the dilemma is, TBH. If you're going to be a picky eater in any sense, you need to be quietly picky and then just like figure out your journey and don't like put it on other people. In LA, it's a nightmare because people wear their fake food allergies on their like sleeveless, like proudly. And it's just like, it's like a status thing. But also in LA. Like literally it's like, like if you're like, if you can't eat anything because if you're allergic to everything, it means you're just super rich. Yeah. That's like a status symbol. But also in LA, it's like the easiest place to probably be a vegetarian because there's so many options. Yeah. Like you can like live your life and not really get too trolled out because you'll always vegetarian options at restaurants. My boyfriend's a vegetarian and it actually trolls me a little bit because there are restaurants where like you want to share dishes. Mm -hmm. You want to share like, and you cannot with Jonathan. It's dating people with a lot of food restrictions has been, been very hard well, it's annoying because like jonathan well jonathan grew up vegetarian but everyone in his family has now switched to meat he's the only one that has not moved over to meat and <laughs> he eats weird things <laughs> what's so weird he eats like pizza yeah like every day <laughs> anyway i feel for that and but i feel like if it's making him feel good you feel for yourself <laughs> anyway i feel deeply deeply for myself having to deal with this situation yeah but no if if they like being a veg then in the you know they don't like people that are you know in their face about food allergies then fine it sounds like you're doing it right yeah if you're being a vegetarian and not trolling it's totally chill okay here's a good one from brian he writes hi babes Long-time reader, first-time writer. This might be a little late in the winter skincare game, so I apologize if Ryan has already found a solution after making the La Mer switch, but have either of you heard of Embryolisse Lake Cream Concentrate? Concentrate? Oh, and I I have heard of this, by the way, and I've tried it and loved it. I stumbled on it after watching a chic video that Instagram icon Paloma Elisair did about Who's her that? five... She's like a model on Instagram. I don't know these people. I know her. She's chic. Did about her five beauty must-haves and have been hooked ever since. This Toronto winter has been especially cold and dry, and it carried me through the most beautiful, soft, and dewy way. A small tube is only like 19 Canadian dollars also, which is a real steal of a deal in comparison to the Lemaire price For tag. sure. While watching the same Paloma video, I had a true babe moment when she started about talking about her collection of $200 Mason Pearson hairbrushes. Ew. To put it lightly, I became obsessed and talked about the brand to legitimately anyone who would listen. I don't know how many times I said the word boar bristles during the, that week that followed, but it all came to a screeching halt when one of my coworkers was like, "You don't you shave your head every three days? You have no business talking about expensive brushes when all you have is a scalp. Wait, what? Anyway, uh, I, I've since decided to grow my hair out again and cannot wait to invest in a baby MP of my what? own. In the meantime, please spread the good news to the masses and the classes about Embryolisse. I truly swear by it. Wait, this is like a this is this took a weird turn. It's a lot of beauty journeys in one email, but, but him, I'm here for him, all of it. No, but him being bald and being obsessed with hairbrushes is bizarre. Well, Wait, what? That doesn't seem that bizarre because it's like a wanting something he doesn't have. So he's growing out his hair so he can buy a $200 hairbrush to brush his hair. Yeah. That doesn't exist yet. That will. Sounds like a Ryan O'Connell move. Yeah, that actually sounds like something <laughs> I would totally do. I'm on board. Yeah. Two, and thumb, also two that, babes up. 
that um yeah two babes up if you have the money to spend on that hairbrush by all means what i'm hearing is you're rich i support (laughs) i'm also like have you listened to sup and are you supporting it on patreon if not (laughs) also consider doing that (laughs) um and that beauty cream and release is really good great Honestly, I had, I hate to say that La Mer really is the best moisturizer I've ever had, and switching from it was a huge mistake. I think because I have psoriasis and my and my skin is so dry that it's beyond comprehension, La Mer is the only thing that has really, really moisturized my skin. I'm using this moisturizer that my dermatologist recommended, and it barely puts a dent in my dryness. So La Mer, even though it's like bougie and very expensive, if you have like a clinical dry skin disorder like I do... It's worth it to splurge. It is. I regret turning my back on the mare. Well, I'm glad you cleared that up. Thank you. And I'm sure everyone is praying for you to safely return into the mare's loving arms. Yeah. Also, if you work at the mare, send me some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The mare should sponsor our podcast. They should. Really relatable. And I'm sure they'd get a lot of purchases. Yeah. <laughs> T writes us. I'm 26 years old. Everyone I know from college is either in a long-term relationship, engaged, or already married. I didn't even go to a school in the South, but it still makes me kind of feel like Brittany from VPR levels of pressure from the nuclear marriage trajectory. It really struck me when I saw that a guy I was in love slash lust with in college is now engaged to a college friend. I already have four married couple friends and four other engaged friends. It doesn't make me feel bitter or jealous, but it makes me feel lonely as ever. And weirdly, I know myself enough that I don't ever pine for marriage. One, is it babe to be depressed by other people's engagement slash marital bliss, but not even want to be married like ever? Two, how do you deal with the sudden pang of sadness of growing smaller and smaller in the rear view mirror of life? Well, <laughs> thank uh, you. <laughs> smaller and smaller in the rear view mirror of life. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Um, I think that, you know, it's obviously all societal pressures that she's feeling depressed by. If she truly doesn't want to get married and yet she finds herself getting depressed about people getting married, that's just like society trolling your heart and brain. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's like if she doesn't want it and yet she's still getting depressed, that just means that she just feels inadequate well i think maybe it's like also because i relate to what she's saying in the sense that it's like it's definitely hard to be like the only one where all your friends are starting to pair off and have serious relationships and get married and take the next steps in their lives and you're kind of like okay because once friends start doing that you become very secondary to them because their relationships become the most important thing so in that sense, yeah, there is like a feeling of loneliness that well, creeps in. Idea, idea but it's like, it's more loneliness in general than being like, God, I wish that I had like a husband. You know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. like, I don't know what the answer is. <laughs> Go to some workout classes. <laughs> Go to some workout classes. But also, and like, try not to stress something that you don't even want. Yeah. But it sounds like maybe she does want to have a boyfriend or a partner. Well, everyone, I, I believe that everyone wants to be loved. Yeah, and have a person. Everyone wants to be, like, number one on the call sheet. Yeah. Everyone wants to, you know what I mean? So that's the hardest thing for me is to just realize that now I'm the I'm the friend that has to take the backseat to their, like, primary relationship. Yeah. So, I don't know. Call me and we'll hang out. <laughs> You'll be each other's number one. Um, And also go to some workout classes. I feel like maybe that'll make you feel better. Oh, my God. This one's amazing. From Patrick. Hi, Ryan and Lara. Major fan of all babe-related content here. Also, Ryan, I went to Eugene Lake 
and I think we may have overlapped by a year or so. Twinsies. How fun. Is it babe to systematically scam Whole Foods so I never have to pay for skincare products? Whole Foods return policy is that you can return these items with a receipt as long as you don't use more than 50% of it. I'll use no. 49.9% of a product Stop. and return it, citing that I didn't like it or it gave me a rash. No! They don't sell the mayor of Vintner's daughter, but their selection suits my needs just fine. I always get compliments on my skin. I live in NYC and every fucking penny counts. Om Shanti Namaste, love and light. That is so chic. That is a brilliant scam. That's a huge life hack. That is a brilliant scam. I am so proud of this person. I don't think that we can legally say it's okay and condone to do that, but I will say I can. that I love... Lock me up and throw away the key. That I love... That is so brilliant. Yeah, that's brilliant. I love that. Yeah. You should do that. Patrick is smart. Yeah. Oh my God, wait, can I say something? I used to... <laughs> I used to steal from Whole Foods all the time because what what I would do would okay I wouldn't steal like groceries but what I would do is I would get food from their like hot plate or whatever the fuck and then I would just go eat it in the cafe and just not check out with it and just no one no one asked no one ever asked you no I would just go to the cafe area and eat the food that I got without even checking out no one even said anything where did you do this in New York I did it in New York and I did it the one in Santa Monica on Wilshire wow yeah I know. I did it a lot. How many times? Like a lot. I don't know. It was like, like more a, than 20 times? Oh, I don't know. No. Like 10 times? 10 to 20 times. Interesting. Like I remember the one in Santa Monica, I would have like feasts, like literal feasts, like get like fish and like whatever, whatever, and just be like, yum, 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 and then eat it. And no one said anything. I feel like honestly having a limp, like people don't think that you're stealing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Little do they know. <laughs> Disabled people can be monsters too, you know. Um, <laughs> we give us the give us the lack of respect that we deserve. <laughs> yeah, I'm just so I'm like so terrified of stealing anything. Like I you always never stole. No, I stole. I got, I got caught shoplifting. I was banned from Target for ten years. Wow. Yeah. Edgy. There was a Target literally around the corner, and I was like, "Can I go to that one?" They're like, "Oh yeah," and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> well, I stole one thing in high school i stole i stole a shirt from abercrombie but then my i was friends with this girl Lori, who was like really into shoplifting and she was like she would just go on shopping like shoplifting spree oh that's what no that's what we would do too yeah and i she, got people hooked on it and i feel really bad yeah Lori was like oh i'll teach you all my ways yeah. and what you do is like she'd go into a store and just start piling clothes over her arms and like look she'd be like browsing and making sure to like single out clothes that didn't have like a security tag on them right she'd put those at the bottom of the pile and then pile all these other clothes on top and then she'd go get a fitting room and just put all of the clothes in the fitting room then she'd put on all the clothes that didn't have security tags and like wear them out of the store wow so she taught me how to do this and then i like went to Aber- Crombie one day and was like found like a really ugly shirt that like was just like a t like a branded t-shirt that didn't have a security tag on it and i like did the thing where i like put it on under my thing in the dressing room and then like left like i bought another t-shirt so it didn't look so suspicious yeah. 
and then ward out of the store but i was sweating bullets the entire time oh, no. i was fully like i'm going to get I caught to i hate this and i just i was like that experience was so stressful that i was like it's not worth stealing oh. anything because it's so stressful to so me. i started stealing in a weird time freshman year of college or sophomore year of college yeah that's pretty and old it's weird yeah it's weird to be a thief and uh my friend becky got me into it there's always a friend that gets you into it oh yeah and then they teach you their ways and then no you get one excited. like comes in or no a you few don't... people come into shoplifting like on their, on their own, own. But no, I, you definitely need like an enabler. So I would go to Target and shoplift all the time. I would go, I would get like, I would steal DVDs. I stole so many DVDs and you would go and like some of them had security tags. Some of them didn't, but you just unwrap it. You go to the bathroom, you unwrap it. Um, what else? I did weird, crazy shit. I would also go to like supermarket and put the liquor on the bottom and then they wouldn't see it. And then I would just go out with it. Um, I shoplifted from American Apparel all the time, which wow. is obvious. Oh, I did it all the time. There was this one girl, Amanda, who was from Laguna Beach, and she was like this like OC princess. And I told I taught her how to shoplift, and she got so hooked. It was like like every day she'd call me like, "Want to go to Target and do a Target run?" And I'd be like, "Yeah." And then we'd like go together, and we she would get insane shit. My friend Becky stole a mini fridge. <laughs> <laughs> how? Honestly. The more insane it is, the easier it is to pull off. The The one time I got caught was because I was lingering. Mm-hmm. Like anytime. Oh, and I also steal Polaroid film. I stole Polaroid film constantly. The, what you would do is you just go in, you get in and get the fuck out. You don't linger because when you linger, that's when people like start to raise their eyebrow. Mm-hmm. You just go in confident. You just take whatever and then you leave. Yeah. And um, again, I think having a limp worked in my favor because, well, maybe not. I don't know. It's weird. Because like, you're pe- more noticeable. People always notice me, but no one's going to think that guy with the limp is stealing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I'm just like not, I'm not a stealer. I yeah. don't like to I steal. loved it. But then when I got caught, I was like, oh, this isn't worth it. And I just stopped. Like literally that was it. I got caught and I was like, all right, the fantasy has gone. Yeah. Yeah. Puts a damper in things. But yeah, God, I used to spend so much time stealing. Oh my God. I I remember like I would get like the OC season four, like things I didn't even want. <laughs> I would just be like, I want it. I want it. I want yeah. it. This one time I forgot my stealing bag. So I just stole a bag at Target and then put things in there. <laughs> <laughs> brazen. I know. I was brazen. That's so brazen. Yeah. Well, good luck to you. I love, I actually, my favorite scam is a return scam. So I could see myself doing the whole foods return. Cause that's not stealing. That's just like that's brilliant though. Yeah. That's like, that's stupid on their part. Like, you know, that I mean, people probably scam. He's probably not the only one. Yeah. So, but I like returning lots of things. I want to see his skin now. Yeah, I know. He's like, send some pictures. I know. Patrick sends some pics. Pa- Patrick sends some pics of your skin. Yeah. Um, okay, well, no, I think that's it. All right. Um, we, we still have our listener survey that you can take on babepodcast.com. If you just go to that web address and then scroll down a little bit, I'm so excited that all, so many of you have taken it. Cause like hundreds of you have taken it now. And yeah. And it's like really, really helpful. They're so engaged for our, like to learn our audience demographics. So you guys doing the listener survey really, really helps. And if you need to, if you want to do it, you can go to babepodcast.com, scroll down just a little bit, and there will be a button that says, take our listener survey. Love it. And also continue leaving the reviews on iTunes because I love them. And I like literally check every day for new ones. Yeah. Because they make me truly lol. Yeah. Like and give us five stars. Give us a review. Take the survey. Yeah. 
And yeah, tweet at us, hashtag justice for SATC3. <laughs> and also wish Ryan luck on his new entrepreneurial endeavors. Oh my God, stop. I'm excited. But also, like, can you also let us know if a tie-dye t-shirt is more your journey or a drawing of a celebrity with babe underneath it is your journey? Let us know. A lot of people have commented on my social media. I've gotten so many comments about tie-dye. Stop! I have. I'm not... I know. I mean, it is what it is. You're doing it now, and that's your <laughs> it's all it's your journey, babe. So I wish you luck, and I'm excited to see what you come up with. <laughs> all right, we gotta go. All right, bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.